0: Hi, and welcome to a new episode of the State of the Net podcast. I'm Paolo Ademarie.
1: And I'm and Simple.
0: And I guess that you all thought that you had gone back driving trucks, haven't you?
1: <laughs> oh, that's not fair, Paolo. Because I was just, we were just before we started recording, I was going to talk about Facebook and how I popped my head back up on Facebook to share some pictures of our cat. And what made me recoil again was all these people saying, shouldn't you be driving a truck? (laughs) Shouldn't you be minding your own business? So I did did get a letter from Baroness Von something or other um, saying, would I please consider going back? And people will probably disagree with me, but I thought, well, you know, frankly, you've, you've undervalued the industry for decades, allowed it to descend to the lowest common denominator, and then farmed all those lo- lowest common denominator drivers back to Europe, back to Eastern Europe. And then you expect me to dig you out of it, you know? Um, no thanks. Thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I do, you know, I'll sit in the motorway and, and look up at some of the big scanniers in the arctics, which I never got to do seriously. And uh, funnily enough... Um, Penny's working for somebody that needs to ship a lot of stuff backwards and forwards in big trucks and they've said, Tell your husband we'll give him anything. He can do one day a month, one day a year, we don't care. <laughs> um, he, he can name his terms. Um, but you know, we're about to get delivery of this small camper van and I really don't want to sort of tie myself to something, make any obligations before before I disappear off in that. But when I get back and I've got that out of my system, never say never. You know. So niche I just still have to scratch.
0: Oh, anyway, even if the Eastern European driver comes, they're going to leave in three months. We're going to throw them out on the day before Christmas.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, it, it's it's the fact that they're supposedly... You know, in the first place, they were meant to have taken away all these jobs from all these Brits. Well, where are all these Brits now that they've gone? There's nobody jumping forwards, And, of course, I know it takes you know, months, and a lot of money, £3,000 in my case, to get the Class 1, Um unless they really lower the standards, which none of us want if you're driving <laughs> yeah, on a motorway. It doesn't um, sound like a good <laughs> no, idea. it really doesn't. Um, a <laughs> danker the <then> <laughs> full of fuel. <laughs> I know. Um, you know, then it's just going to take time. It's not going to happen overnight. But, uh, but um, you know, it's fascinating to me how people ne- need something like this to realise just how... Completely dependent, we are on that industry, you know that nothing we do, nothing we eat, nothing we buy, nothing we wear, happens with a truck driver, several truck drivers, you know yeah. and and you take the truck drivers out, and the world stops you know it's it's there's no other way yeah uh, something that I was reading is that
0: also lots of truck drivers have moved to local deliveries mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that had exploded during the the pandemic because more and more people started of buying course. stuff online. Of course, and it's a much better job because basically you work locally, you yeah. drive smaller trucks, yep. you basically you have your round, and and, and yeah. uh, you basically only work during the day because you can only make deliveries while people
1: are awake. Yep. Um. So. Oh, I I knew several drivers even before COVID who mm-hmm. had just found it too much, as I did. You know, I mean, it's it's stressful. It's, in some circumstances, dangerous, depending what you're loading or unloading. Um, it's dangerous in the sense of you're very aware of the amount of the damage you can do with one of these big trucks in a, in a city centre. And, mm-hmm. you know, frankly, buzzing around in an Amazon van <laughs> for not that much less money. Uh, you know, that's the daft thing. I mean, you can do a white van man thing for about 10 quid an hour. Mm-hmm. And the rigids that I was driving were about 13 quid an hour. No, I think some of the bigger artics in those days, you'd maybe get 15. Um, But, you know, 15 quid. I mean, my daughters were making nearly that much serving coffees in a local cafe. You know, it's it's bonkers.
0: Yeah, and and they give you the keys of this huge, very expensive machine to drive around all by yourself. That's crazy.
1: Well, that's the the other thing that's actually quite intimidating. It's the fact that you are totally responsible, not only for the truck, but for its load. Mm -hmm. And... You know, if you get in a pickle, if the if, if the truck breaks down or you get stuck in a motorway pile up or something like that, you know, it's down to you. You know, there's nobody else there to help. Um, so that's part of the stress. I mean, you're always aware of that. That any any pickles you get into, you're going to have to get yourself back out, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, but like I say, it's, it's uh, every time I look at one of these trucks, I get that glow of thinking, oh God, yeah, I could I could fancy doing that again. And then the sort of shock. Horror goes through my blood, and I like, no, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it again. <laughs> anyway,
0: anyway face, Facebook is down. Bit, not only Facebook, Facebook, WhatsApp, and Instagram, as we are recording this at uh, 6 p.m. on the 4th of October, are down, and everybody's complaining about this. Oh, I th- I
1: th- you meant down, down. I thought you meant the the share volume was down. You mean they're off? No, no, no. The, they are off. off. Right. I mean, right. it's
0: like it's like. I mean, WhatsApp is not working. Facebook is not working. Instagram is not working. I think they had enough, and they just said, "Fuck it, turn it off." Fantastic.
1: Leave. The world would be a better place.
0: <laughs> but, what I find funny is that there is people complaining, and and I was thinking, yeah. I, I mean. What, do you want your money back? Well, they I mean, want to it's...
1: speak to whoever's in charge of the internet to get it sorted, don't they, really?
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, it's, I, I appreciate that you know you might need to use WhatsApp or something, and the fact that that it's down is, in, is not convenient. Mm-hmm. But hey, we're not paying for any of this shit, right? I know. So I know. Can, can, can we complain? I mean, and the way people complain, uh,
1: well, you that is about the yeah.
0: whistleblower.
1: Well, yeah, I was just reading up about that, and there's so much rotten in the state of Denmark uh, it has been coming for a while, you know, I mean, it. it I mean, it's maybe just sort of worth saying why I pulled back from the Facebook thing, but it was just the weariness at the indignation engine that it had become, and Twitter to some extent as well, or maybe more Twitter, it depends. I think people's experiences of them are different depending on who they're connected with and what they talk about, but um I, I've just f- generally found it much, much, much more relaxing on a daily basis not to be in those spaces. And I miss the upside of the social thing because that was what got us all interested in the first place. You know, we've talked about this before, but, um and there are, are, are real risks that I might lose touch with significant numbers of people who I consider friends. Um but generally the the upside has outweighed the downside considerably for me
0: i must say that i mean i have unfollowed or unfriended a whole bunch of people just because they felt negative N- and it wasn't about, you know, I disagreed with them. It was literally about, I mean, I, I am connected to a bunch of people whose ideas I disagree with, yeah. but, I mean, it doesn't really upset me. I actually find it almost stimulating. Mm-hmm. But I have, uh, but, but I've been done doing this for quite a while. I've been constantly unfollowing people that have, you know, this constant negative complaining yeah. that's, approach that's what, that's what to, me. yeah and And I must say that you know right now I have a pretty good i mean I don't have such a negative feeling on facebook i I pretty much don't go to Twitter because I guess that the type of network I have on Twitter mean starting to remove the negative people from there would just be daunting yeah. <laughs> Um, But uh, as far as Facebook is concerned, it's fine. It's like, did you, there was a friend of ours who posted recently that they have removed, basically they have unfollowed everybody on LinkedIn Mm -hmm. and this makes LinkedIn usable and nice again. (laughs) Yes. And it's not easy because you have to do it manually. Oh, it's horrendous! They
1: make it very difficult. Yeah, yeah, I find. follow yeah.
0: every single person. Yeah. So basically, you're still connected to them, but you don't have any of the social media stuff on LinkedIn because you're not following anyone. I don't don't and know. I thought, oh, that's an interesting idea. But you
1: see, so to be honest, it's not just that. So I found myself when I picked, posted some pictures of our cat Albie in his in his clear. Plastic carrier that we we took him to a pub in, and they were cute pictures. And Penny said, "Point, I you you take them on Facebook." And I found myself checking how many people had liked it, uh-huh. and wanting people to like it. Yeah, well, and I wrong thought, no. well, uh, because it starts a slippery slope of well, doing doing of things that you like want. Well, that you want stroked, and you you feel. That little endorphin rush when somebody strokes you with that action, and I began, and then I check, think, oh gosh, maybe maybe not not enough people, have, or maybe too many, you know, whatever, all that nonsense that goes through your head. I, thought, I don't want this. I think that well, you don't do small doses well, do you? No, no, moderation's not not really in my genetic your makeup. No, I know. Yeah. You're right. You're I, right. Uh, I should be a grown-up, uh, mature. Moderate person like yourself. No,
0: I, in 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 the sense that uh, I'm thinking, you know, the way I am like that. I mean, I post something, and I I really enjoy where when a lot of people like it, Ooh. but this doesn't really make me post more stuff. I actually post very little content. Um, so I guess it's yeah, a, maybe uh, somehow I can find out a happy
1: s- medium or a middle way. Yeah,
0: I mean, I guess yeah. Somehow the trigger effect is not working. It says when I post something, yes, I care very much about, but then I don't, I, I don't have, I don't need to go back for another shot. Yeah. Uh, which is, uh, I mean, according to the whistleblower, is exactly the mechanism that they are trying to to promote and yeah. to into, yeah, and, and that makes them, um, well, money, basically.
1: It's funny the thing about ads as well. I mean, I think we've, we've talked about this. I'm sure we have. But uh, I'm relatively immune to ads. I mean, all these, you know, donkey's years that have been on the internet, I sort of, it's overstating to say I don't see them. But I sort of don't see them. You know, I just, my brain sort of almost like filters out all the noise around the stuff I'm actually looking at. So I'm relatively protected against that.
0: I have noticed recently that uh, every once in a while, I click on ads on Instagram. Um, I I guess that for some reason, the Instagram algorithm is putting stuff in my stream that I vaguely am interested into. I mm. mean, even recently, there was like... An ad for somebody that uh, they do, you know, brick prints and cutouts that you can paste on walls. It was actually something that I was interested. I mean, I wasn't looking for it, but it was like, oh, I would like to have put a big logo in our big meeting room. And, you know, an ad appeared. Hmm. Um, so, uh, but Literally, I hadn't. I, I'm not saying that it was a cause any cause effect. I mean, I I had I had been thinking this for the last two years, and mm. then 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 I found this ad. But just to say, it was an ad or a very specific service that I was actually curious about and interested. And there, and it does happen every yeah, once in a while. Yeah. But then, but then uh,
1: Instagram was one of the places which I came out of earliest because it was so intrusive. You know, because I'm into the outdoors and mountains and stuff, I'd end up with these pictures of mountains and stuff that weren't from friends; they were adverts. And I thought, enough off! I want I would you know. I think, well, oh, that's a nice picture. Well, oh, it's not real. You know?
0: Did you did you read about the Chinese AI ethical guidelines? No, tell me more. So the the you know the Chinese government has been cracking down on big mm-hmm. tech companies for. Mm-hmm. A while now, so um, they made video games. Um, if you are a minor, I think you can only play video games for ninety minutes yeah, so that, a day, yeah, a week. Yeah. It's it, like they are limiting that. Uh, they are imposing to social media company to create some kind of data portability, so that mm-hmm. users can actually access and move their data if they want to. Mm-hmm. And um, I think yesterday or a couple of days ago, they published these guidelines that are very specific about uh, what AI should or should, should not do. I mean, you can look them up, um, right. but it's uh, it's interesting because it's basically saying that, uh, you know, the humans would should always be aware if they're speaking to or communicating with an AI, they should be able to disable it. There is, there, there's this whole... F- Thing about uh, being in control, and I mean, I I I find this strange because you know it's all things that all these years we have said you know somebody should do something about these big companies, yeah, and then the the Chinese Chinese Communist Party comes around, (laughs) yeah, and it's like uh, there is a, it it reminds me uh, there is a famous. Bit by comedian Louis C.K. that is uh, where he said that he has these thoughts that he classified as, of course, but maybe. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for example, say, of course, we should protect sensitive people with allergies from nuts. Mm -hmm. But maybe if touching a peanut kills you, you know, you shouldn't be around. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like... And he goes on, on with a number of examples of the... And then he c- goes back there. No, 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 no. I, Of course not. Of course not. Mm-hmm. But maybe... <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you know, of course you don't want a dictatorial communist country to decide what companies might or might not do.
1: But well, maybe, maybe <laughs> you know, yeah,
0: preventing... Know. Childs from frying their brains playing video games while their kids might not be a good bad oh, idea after and,
1: all. And you, you get the whole rhetoric around China being this evil force and we have to protect ourselves. And, you and, know. It, is, I'm, I'm, I, and it is, I mean, it's a dictatorship, it's against free freedom of people. But maybe I know, <laughs> I know. You know? Yeah, and America is the land of the free, where you've got democracy, and you know it all works. Yeah, but maybe.
0: <laughs> but maybe, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a. Uh, it's um. I, I'll put a link to this uh, to this sketch in the description. Because I, I misheard what you said. I, th-
1: I thought you were saying it was Chinese had developed some AI that had developed the guidelines, which is go back no, to my no, article no. about getting the AI to write our next ism.
0: No, no. This is this is the this oh. is these are the. Chinese that write the ethical guidelines for AI, dictating what AI can and cannot do. Well, of course, you know, they're dictating what people can and cannot do. Why shouldn't they dictate what technology can and cannot do?
1: But maybe we should get... Exactly. Maybe we should get... Well, you know, I was only half joking about getting the AI to write our our nextism, because in a sense once people get involved you've got prejudice, partial understanding axes to grind all the stuff that tends to make the world go wrong um, finding yeah, something pr- that just the, just found the middle way that was the least distressing for the greatest number of people wouldn't be so stupid
0: no the problem is that we we would need some alien to write the AI for us because as long as people write it all their biases will go in the technology
1: no because no, we know you know At a very top level. When you say
0: we, you mean the two of us. If we do it, then it's going to be fine. No,
1: no, no. I mean the people, humanity. You know, that's just why we don't need the Ten Commandments and all that shit. We just we know what causes pain and distress and that we probably shouldn't do it. You know, this isn't rocket science. All we need is some mechanism that shows us, slaps us in the face and says, well, actually the consequences of you doing X, Y, or Z are causing people in distress and pain and whatever. It's because it's getting so complex. I mean... Just watching some of the nature films from David Attenborough again on the telly the other night, there, and just how incredibly, incredibly interconnected and complex nature is. And how, you know, that whole idea of civilization being a plague is increasingly feeling true. Um, how we as a species have just really screwed it up, big time. And, pre- and pretending that we were separate from all of that, that we were somehow outside nature and we could benefit from you know use nature and consume nature and dominate nature and you know it's us it's nothing separate yeah yeah it's bollocks. I, I
0: i have been reading lately the um, ian and bank's novels mm-hmm. uh, the, the culture series mm-hmm. which is all about uh, this civilization that has been around for tens of thousands of years and they have developed these super smart computers and it's basically a a future or a present actually because this civilization actually coexists in our times at some Mm -hmm. point Mm -hmm. where humans from all over the universe live in a much more you know in in a state of total abundance um, collaborating with these super the, they call them the minds mm-hmm. that are smarter than humans, and then somehow help humanity moving forward. It's it's very very well written, especially mm-hmm. because it started writing these I think in the eighties. Mm, interesting. Um, it's it's uh, if you haven't, I mean, I, I'm listening to the audiobooks, but I highly recommend them. They're very very good. Yeah, I should
1: do. Yeah, I need to get into more nonfiction, especially science fiction. Hmm. No, this, is, this is this uh, is
0: it, it, it. It's brilliant. It's, it's very well written, and mm-hmm. it's uh, it makes you think. Especially, I'm reading now a bit where they come to Earth, and it's the 70s, I think. And uh, yeah, and they have some interesting consideration about the links Interesting. Anyway, I'm liking very much my new 13 Pro. Oh, I was just going to ask.
1: The camera looks amazing, is it? I mean, it looks fantastic.
0: Yeah. I, I was there on the first day. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. Basically, the day when they started allowing me to book the time, I was sitting there reloading the page. As <laughs> soon as it came out, I could have booked a meeting at like half past seven. It would have been like the first to get an iPhone. Ooh. But I couldn't care to go to the Apple store that early in the morning. So I went at lunchtime Um it, there was a queue outside, not huge, but I mean, I went to the one in the shopping center in <clears throat> White City, so it wasn't a big store. Well, I had to wait for about half an hour Interesting, yeah. um, and, um, <laughs> and I traded in my old uh, iPhone 11.
1: Mm-hmm. Was that which part means- of the upgrade thing still or have you come out of that?
0: Oh no! It's it's a separate. I I did the, I restarted an upgrade program, but right. the the trading in end is a is a separate process. Right. Um, so because restore i couldn't do the transfer between phones in the store because it said even if you do it here it's going to take like a minute per gigabyte and i have around 120 gigs on my phone so i Mm -hmm. didn't want to sit there for two hours and (laughs) waiting for a transfer Mm -hmm. so i said all right i'll restore it from i'll just restore it from from icloud when i get back home Mm
1: -hmm.
0: which basically meant that i had to go all the way from the shopping center in White City to Ealing, which if you don't know is like twenty minutes, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Without my phone. Oh no! And it says I had a new phone, but it was yeah, yeah, completely yeah. useless. Yeah. And yeah. it was like, I I think I checked it. I, I touched my pocket thirty four <laughs> times <laughs> in a time. And it was beside the fact that I, that I, you know, I paid the tube with, but I had a card, so I, yeah. I, I was able to pay the. I probably could have done it with my watch.
1: The watch would have done it without the phone. Yeah. but
0: but yeah. it was ridiculous. The thing that I'm that I, I'm 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 walking around town without a phone. I'm not connected to anything. Shit, that's uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable.
1: Well, because you see, I'm still drawn to a new watch more than a new phone. Mm -hmm. I mean, the the phone does 90% of what I want. I mean, it would be lovely to have that amazing camera, but I don't have any other real driver to to get that. But I would like to be able to walk around without my phone and just my watch. Um, So I will, the next time I get one, go to the cellular. And Mm -hmm. there there just wasn't enough difference between the five, which is what I have, and the seven this time Mm -hmm. around to make me do it. But I can imagine next year um, then I will get a cellular one and just, just be free.
0: Oh, that's an interesting idea of well you've always been ahead of everybody in terms of reducing <laughs> your digital footprint
1: well it certainly it goes along with being on the thing on social media less um, I have always been a, a big user of um mo on the watch so I use it more than most, I guess, I mean, I, I use it all the time to remind myself to do things. I use OmniFocus and I get stuff into it through the watch all the time. Um, mm-hmm. Things like making appointments, it's so much easier to to use voice for that than to find your way into the calendar and find your way into a new oh, activity. Yeah. Or
0: you know. reminders also.
1: Yeah, well, as I say, I use OmniFocus rather than reminders, but the same principle. Um, and replying to text messages, I do that through the watch. Even in the car, it's interesting because one car's got carplay, which is great, but the other one doesn't. And it's a faff trying to get to the phone and get the phone to the right page. And I even went through and used the new focus thing to set up shortcuts. Um, but they want you to press run every bloody time you invoke a, fo- a shortcut from the watch. Well, of course I want it to run. That's why I pressed the bloody complication in the first place. Um, so i pull back on that, but I certainly drive podcasts to audible and music from my watch rather than the phone Mm -hmm. when I'm driving because it just takes, you know, straightforward one click in your way sort of thing, you know.
0: That's cool. Well, I never drive, but (laughs) it's actually an interesting application. Well, what was also interesting was
1: that I needed something, because I'm using the small complications at the bottom of the infograph digital for that, I, I needed something to put in the middle. Um, and I've actually put the compass in the middle. And what's really interesting, it turns the middle line of your watch into a a sort of rolling compass, um, which amazingly works whether your phone's flat or not, which is definitely quite disconcerting. But that's quite interesting too, just sort of, Lifting your wrist up and going, oh, uh, we're heading north. I wouldn't have thought that, or whatever. You know. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: I don't have the compass in mind I, but I've seen. But my wife's phone has a. Sh- yeah. She has a, a an SE, I think, but it has a compass, and mm-hmm. I saw that. Well, that's cool. It's remarkably yeah, accurate. It, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, yeah. It works very well.
1: So what would I mean? So it's interesting because uh, the, whether the rumours prove true or not, but I guess the next iteration of the watch will have more of the health stuff. In it, you know, they're sort of muttering about blood pressure and blood sugar and stuff. And it'll be just interesting to see what they manage in those terms. But that, that would be another reason to, to go with that.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I given that I'm so, sort of dealing with both problems, mm-hmm. I, I would, mm-hmm. if, it, well, I guess even if it was just one of those two,
1: I would yeah. definitely upgrade. Yeah, yeah. Although it's interesting, I mean, I had just as a routine check-up at the doctor's just before we started. One of the things was I I have a slightly arrhythmic ectopic, I think they call it, heartbeat. And uh, she wants to check that again. And I mentioned something about checking it relatively frequently with my watch. And she just looked blankly at me (laughs) as if, what's this man talking about, you know? (laughs) So it's it's not quite impacted the the medical um, profession here yet it's
0: it's it's funny because even if i i have noticed for example that the app that i use to interact with uh, my local gp with the surgery mm-hmm. actually uploads uh, after asking for authorization gets access to a whole bunch of stuff from my health stack no. and sync and synchronize it no. so
1: that's wait. not fair i need to move to healing
0: so, basically, weight and uh, blood pressure measurements and cool. a whole bunch of other things get synchronized. Cool. The thing is that I don't think that the GPs actually know this <laughs> or have access or give <laughs> a like shit it. about it. Okay, maybe it's not that different. So, yeah, yeah it, it, just, it, at just, the end...
1: It, just to clarify for the listeners, I'm actually very healthy and very, very rarely go to visit the doctor, so this is all just geeky, geekiness rather than any uh, sense of impending doom. But, yeah.
0: 10 years, tomorrow is 10 years since Jobs died.
1: Was that to make me feel worried or...? or?
0: No, I'm just saying, I'm just ch- moving on. It's interesting, it's,
1: isn't it? I mean, I saw some many articles about the fact that it's also 10 years since uh, Tim Cook took over and, you know, how he's taken it from a half billion company to, was it two or three trillion now? <laughs> yeah, know, It's, some it's not increase. a bad batting average, really. And all the muttering that there was about the you know losing innovation and all that sort of stuff, and you know you could argue that they haven't had an earth-moving, world-changing, changing platform, but all of all of their devices have have moved forward significantly. Um,
0: oh yeah,
1: you know. I well- mean, look,
0: I'm I, I basically I upgraded after two years, but if I compare this phone to the one I had before there are two completely different machines and mm-hmm. the quality the, the the screen the cameras the batteries yeah. it's all significantly better then yes it's not a completely new innovation thing it's still an iPhone and still does the same things that my previous iPhone did mm-hmm. but you know once you invent an iPhone all you can do is improve the iPhone it's
1: well but but also I mean the software I mean I I uh, somebody, my daughter's boyfriend called me a phaser um, because I I go in phases (laughs) I get get obsessive with phases of things but um, I've sort of switched back having bought my clicky keyboard to use with the iPad, I'm sort of now getting bored with that so I've gone back to using the Apple Pencil and Mm. uh, just finding that miraculous, you know, scribble on the iPad and how accurate it is when I think back to the various attempts over the years of me using technology that people have had, and likewise the voice. You know the fact that the dictation has become so re- reliable. Um, to be able to interact with devices using voice and handwriting to the l- level that I am is is bloody miraculous, to be honest. Um, yeah. So that's n- that's not not innovating. <laughs>
0: uh, uh, back when I was home this summer, one day I. Found myself wearing a black polo with embroidered in the front uh, "Apple Newton." Aha. What was it was a, the pioneer developers, nineteen
1: ninety three. I loved my Newton. I loved it.
0: And uh, and yeah. it re- reminded me of you know writing with a stylo. and yeah yeah and. Uh, I also had a modem, so you can yeah. connect yeah, yeah, and was, do things online.
1: Right? Great fun, great fun, and and yeah. Uh, yeah, it was the early days of QuickTime as well. So you'd get little, you know, one-inch square QuickTime movies would play on it too. But it's funny, you know, Paolo. <clears throat> it's something we've talked about before, but one of our friends who I'm pretty sure doesn't <laughs> listen to this podcast, um, a picture of her. Daughter, we're friends through the antenatal class, so all the daughters are the same sort of age. And there was a picture of her daughter at a cute age that I popped up in the photos widget on the phone. Um, so I sent it to her and explained that this was why I was sending it to her. And she said, "What's the photos widget?" You know, and she uses an iPhone, and and so I explained to her what this was. And, oh, she said, "That sounds cool. I must try that." And it just made me realise that there's so much of this wonderful, joyous, clever reliable functionality in people's devices that they have no clue about. Yeah. And it's partly because it's really hard. There's so much of it, you know, I mean, it's funny. It really pisses me off a bit that the tech punditry, the, the podcasters who do Apple stuff, have been writing off iOS 15 as a, a you know, an incremental upgrade and nothing much. Somebody did a video, that there have been 300 things have changed. <laughs> In the in the operating system in iOS 15, and there's some of those uh, 300 things are delightful and clever and innovative, but it's only nutters like you and me (laughs) that will ever watch an hour-long video telling us that, you know.
0: I don't know. I mean, it's. I I think that it happens in pockets. Um, The the other day, I was. (laughs) I, I, I was on the tube, and I was as usual watching over the shoulder of somebody using their phone and Mm -hmm. there was this young teenager (coughs) girl who had a whole bunch of uh, um, very cleverly set up uh, widgets on their uh, on on iOS and that became a thing
1: didn't it yeah yeah,
0: and and I was thinking, oh, see, so it actually, you know, I was wondering, do people use them? Because a lot of people I know don't really use them. I mean, well, there was that whole thing about customising
1: th- them, wasn't there? And the backgrounds of them and the color schemes and stuff. It became very, yeah. What was it, Widget Smith? Uh, you know, David underscore Smith, who's been developing stuff for years with modest income, suddenly just the thing took off because suddenly millions of people were downloading it because it allowed them to hack the widgets to some extent.
0: Mm -hmm. So, I I, but anyway, I I think that there are groups of people that actually use some of these features because uh, essentially because they know somebody to tell them and they see each other and so everybody's doing it. And there are a huge group of people that are insulated from this. And, you know, I I can't tell you to how many people I show them how they can search the photo on their phone using... (laughs) text you can uh, search for bicycle and you will find a whole bunch of photos in your phone with bicycle and people say oh this is amazing I didn't know it existed yeah, yeah. it's like yeah it's oh, talking, to, talking to which
1: has you has the new thing in ios 15 where it will identify not only that it's a dog but which type of dog does that work with your phone because i don't think um, it's been been unleashed in the uk yet
0: no, I I haven't seen that. So when you do a certificate, do, I, do, I don't take that many photos of dogs, to be honest. Well, but, but flowers
1: yeah. or trees. It's, so if what it does is, if there's, so the, no, the AI, no. AI recognises not only that it's a flower, but will tell you what kind of flower. So in the middle no, of the flower, there's close. a little eye appears, and, it, and you, cl- you click on or uh, on that, and that then tells you the information about the type of flower, or the type of dog, or whatever. I
0: haven't I haven't read anything about that.
1: Oh yeah, I mean it's one of the one of the what they call, okay. they call marquee features of the uh, operating system, but it's not available in the UK as far as I can tell.
0: Um, probably because we have different
1: flowers. <laughs> yeah, we don't deserve it.
0: Yeah. No, I mean I I, I, I like the text, real-time text recognition. Yeah, that's incredible, stuff. isn't it? Yeah. Uh, it was it turned out to be useful the other day. I had I had to copy a password, like one of those long passwords. Mm-hmm between devices but for some reason the copy and paste I, oh because you know how some application disabled dis- disabled yeah. paste in a yeah. password that i hate because yeah, like, yeah. you yeah. Know, thank you that's helpful yeah so i couldn't paste but th- th- clearly because it because they hadn't had an opportunity to disable also scan text option. <laughs> yeah. I still have the scan text option. Yeah. So I turned on scan text. I pointed it at the at the password printed on my iPad and it worked perfectly. Interesting. Uh, and it's...
1: Um, yes, it's just the fact, that, the fact a that it all happens live inside the camera and the and the, the translate thing yeah. as well. You just point it at a sign that's in Japanese and click the button and it tells you what it says. Yep. Yeah.
0: No, it, it's uh, I mean, the fact that all, all these computation can be done on board yeah. is uh, is remarkable. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I, I, I played a little bit with the cinematic mode. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, I mean, yes, of course, it's not perfect. I mean, it, you know, it's not like a real lens. Guess what? Mm-hmm. But. It's remarkable how good it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I from the little test I done is like, you know, I'm sh- I shoot a a, a, a piece of uh, of a landscape. Then I turn the phone on me and as I'm turning the phone, you can see how it goes out of focus and then basically my face in focus, the background is blurred. Yeah, and then I turn it around and it goes back to blur to focus. Yeah. And it's and and then you can go and edit and decide to focus something different. I was going to say if it doesn't, I mean,
1: if you don't like what it's done, you can redo it. Yeah. Oh, you can you can yeah. change it. Yeah.
0: You can basically go at any point and say, okay, now focus on this. Now focus
1: on that. so <laughs> you think of how much it's having to store to do that, it's just.
0: Yeah. Well, it's basically well, it's probably not that much data because it's 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 going to be another channel with the depth but probably it's not a super high resolution probably it's not even a full resolution channel it's another eight bit channel so it's probably not a huge amount of data I think that remarkable thing is that it is collecting the data in real time and then doing calculation and the data in real time and store it in the phone Uh, so yeah pretty I'm, I'm happy with my new phone I'm I'm for the first few days I found the you know going from the rounded borders to the to mm-hmm. this kind of sharp or a, a little bit uh, unsettling and the and the bulge on the back for the lenses is actually huge mm-hmm. um but uh, yeah I'm I'm already used to it I mean the other thing is that uh, it was easier on the other phone when it was off to know which side was up, because the, the cover was open on the bottom. So you, right. there was a visual right. cue, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and this one, if you, uh, I, I find myself every once in a while looking at my phone upside down, um, but I guess it's just something that you grow into. So well, I, I, was, I
1: was just listening to uh, Mike Break Weekly and they were talking about the iPad mini. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently, whichever way up you have the phone, the up and down volume buttons stay the same way, so it knows that you got your oh. fo- it knows that you got the iPad upside down. So it makes the the top button still the one that turns the volume up.
0: I never tried. I, I have to try on my iPad. Yeah, it's probably true. well. It's just it's
1: just <laughs> the new iPad Mini. I think I don't think it's the others. Ah, oh, okay. But yeah, well, yeah. why would they
0: anyway? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thirty nine minutes. It's way it. too long. It's ah. way too long. We 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 gotta wrap up.
1: <laughs> it's not too long, it's just right, Paolo. Alright. See you next time. Thank you. Bye bye. <laughs>